Welcome to Integrative You Radio, hosted by Dr. Nick Carruthers and yours truly, Dr. Nicole Rivera. This is the place where you become limitless. We are covering the latest and greatest topics, of course, in a disruptive fashion around integrative medicine, mental health, and human behavior. We are also covering how those topics affect the human and family dynamics. We will be sprinkling in some truth bombs for our healthpreneurs so they can join us in our mission to evolve healthcare. If you are health curious and growth focused, you are in the right place. But buckle up because this is real, this is raw, and this is disruptive. This is Integrative You Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Integrative You Radio. Might not be morning where you are, but it is here, and the coffee is just kicking in. <laughs> I was going to say, a little less chipper on that one. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> as, as I said, the coffee machine broke, so, you know, we're just sucking it up over here with some French press. <laughs> but we are talking about a topic that gets me uh, hot and bothered, so I'm hot sure that... <laughs> We will, uh, things will shift shortly, but I did a post not too long ago, actually on, uh, social media. And I did this after being at Joe Dispenza for seven days and we were just listening to it and we're both laughing because I really channeled my inner Dr. Nick those posts i'm like who are you right now <laughs> i i dropped so many dr nick bombs so we're gonna let him share his thoughts including f-bombs <laughs> just bomb dropping left and right there literally there was there was many many bombs dropped but the the purpose of this podcast is to challenge this idea of limiting beliefs you know there are a lot of mental health practitioners and life coaches and other gurus that talk about limiting beliefs and a lot of a lot of times the solution is affirmations to overcome your limiting beliefs and really at the end of the day when it comes to human behavior and our experience with working with people from all walks of life over the past 13 years we realize that it's not necessarily just about this concept of a limiting belief, which I think has many definitions, which Dr. Nick will share shortly, but it's this concept of programs and programs that are running us. They're running in the background of our thoughts. They're running in the background of our emotions. They're running in the background of our thoughts or our decisions, I should say, and they're running in the background of the should haves, the should have, could have, would haves. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, Nick. <laughs> so, I mean, I always start with the definitions of words um, when I'm getting deep into research. You know, you talked about you know, wanting to research things. And it's like, well, if you want to, to be able to change something, you have to know what it is. So it's, look at limiting belief. Well, limiting is pretty... You know, forefront, it's not something that allows you to achieve and to grow. It limits you. And then a belief system really is a program. Every single program that runs us either consciously or as Dr. Nicole is talking about behind the scenes, you know, on the subconscious or unconscious level is that it's a belief system. And what's kind of, we could call it scary, uh, 
until we actually learn how to use it is our unconscious subconscious because it's making millions of decisions literally every single second without us even knowing about it and it's using the blueprint of our belief systems those programs and if we haven't taken the time to see if that belief system is actually serving us or not most of our day 90 percent plus is going to be dictated by the quality of those belief systems so if we haven't taken the time to either rewire to change those belief systems because those belief systems are really what create an emotional response and emotional response is what is the charge to dictate how we think the quality of our thoughts and it takes a lot of mental energy and power to be able to a be present today from all the distractions we have but to be able to even create the space to allow us to decipher is this thought process true is it not true is it serving me is it not serving me? How can I best utilize this thought in order to take the best quality action to serve what's most important to me? How many people, including yourself, are actually creating the space to go through that process to make sure that you're not being dictated by limiting beliefs? And diving deeper into what we're actually talking about here, it, this idea of programs. Did I go it, on a tangent? You did go on a tangent, but that's okay. Uh, when we're talking about these programs, we're talking about the things that have been embedded in our psyche and essentially have shaped our belief systems from religion, from culture, from parents, from mentors, from professors, from teachers, from people that we look up to and trust. That's where the deeper belief systems come from, the stronger belief systems, because they were passed down from individuals that we love, respect, and trusted. But at the end of the day is that that could have been their limiting belief. You know, you have individuals that have said things to you that have been based off of their own emotional adversities or their own hardships. You know, money is the root of all evil. And what's interesting about these things that you hear is you think, okay, well, you know, yes, my grandmother said that a lot. Yes, my uncle said that a lot. Yes, my dad said that a lot, but I don't believe it. But what happens is it shapes your your lens. It shapes the the way you perceive the world. So if you have this program that has been instilled in you from someone that you love and or trusted, and let's use the example, money is the root of all evil. Now you have a lens of you meet someone who in your mind is wealthy and you're looking for the bad. You're looking for the quote unquote evil because that program is running in the background. It's running in that subconscious. You hear the same thing is you have to work hard. And when you meet people that don't work hard, we can classify them as lazy. We can classify them as unmotivated. We might even classify them as unintelligent. But then if you meet someone who doesn't work hard but actually does have wealth and abundance, we create a different type of judgment of, oh, something must have been handed to you. Oh, you're just lucky. And so really the moral of the story is, is that 
the things that are have been embedded in our psyche, these programs that have been on repeat from these individuals around us can start to skew the way we look at the world. Yeah, I mean, just thinking of how deep that goes, is like we're in the process of being a major player in creating programs in our son. You know, he's a little over one and a half, and we see him mimicking not only body language and gestures, but words and how he, how he pronounces words. Facial expressions. Yeah, so it's like, and that's literally how the human body's been designed the first six, seven years is all to build that subconscious, unconscious programs so that, you know, after the age of seven, we're really designed that we can live on our own. And I want to speak to that really quick because just if, can you just say that uh, succinctly about to the age of seven in relation to children? So there, I forget the, the person back in history, but he said, um, give me a child at the age of seven and I will show you the man he will be. And that comes back to looking at the development of the brain. So we all know that when, like, if you don't know too much about meditation, you don't have to. But meditation is a slowing down of the brain. So the brain all works in different wavelengths, pretty much like different energy intensity powers. So when you meditate, you calm the brain down and you get it into like this theta state. It's almost like known as lucid dreaming where you're kind of awake in the morning, but you're still kind of asleep where the brain's not really sure what's real and what's not. We've all had those type of dreams. And then if you fall even deeper, that's when you fall asleep into delta wavelengths. So as a child, he's he or her is literally in delta up to the age around of, depending on the individual, but around five and a half to six and a half. And then they transfer into theta. So that entire time, they're just literally creating the computer program for themselves to be able to work on unconsciously because for the most part, 90% of our day, weirdly enough, our body's making millions and millions of decisions unconsciously. So if those programs really aren't serving us, and what's interesting is that every program actually that we create does serve us in that moment. But the very fascinating part of that process is that, you know, fast forward a couple of years or even months, that same program might not continue to serve us because we've changed as an individual. We've, we've grown. We've but everything had... is circumstantial. Yep. There, you know, you could have going into fight or flight, you know, you can have that be very beneficial in a moment that you need that. You need that, that adrenaline rush. You need that power in order to flee or to, you know, get yourself out of a situation. But it's not something that is going to benefit you on a day-to-day -day basis trying to function and and live. Well, and that's a huge part of the human behavior, which I love, is that, you know, going back and be able to interpret how those belief systems occurred. Do they occur in fight or flight? Because that's with the limbic system, the amygdala, the emotional brain, which is 100%, you know, let's escape pain and let's seek pleasure. So that is an all or nothing, a one-sided, a polarity mindset, trying to live one way while escaping another aspect of life. So if we create a belief system like that, well, it's always going to set us up in a system of pain because we live in a world of duality. We, we can't escape 
living both sides of life. Well, I want to speak to what you just said and, and what you were, the reason why I had you repeat about to the age of seven. So essentially what Nick is saying is that from birth to the age of seven, and some will even say in the womb, you know, it's the last trimester, your child is, is a, is downloading. It is cons- downloading everything from the environment, everything from you as, as the parents. Um, and they are way, way more aware, I think, than most people realize. And I'm saying this because we work with a lot of families and we have friends that have families. And there is this belief system that kids don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on as an infant. They don't know what's going on as a toddler. And that's a fucking lie. They know what's going on. They are so hyper aware of not only your words and and what they're picking up visually and auditory, but they are they're sensitive to your energy. You don't have to say you're stressed. They feel it. They know everything that is going on. So in so many occurrences, these parents are not aware of how their behaviors and their stress and their bickering in front of the children is then creating those programs. It's creating the outcome of now a kid who is stressed or struggling with development or struggling with their health. Can I pause really quick? Sure. Because that's an awesome teaching. That was said not to make you hide the truth from your kids Mm -hmm. because you bicker and you'll do these things and you'll hate. You can't hide it. That's the point. Well, yeah. Even if the energy, the frustration while you're doing the dishes or you're cleaning something or whatnot. And then it's like later on, you want them to do that. And they're going to be like, well, why? I don't want to do this. Like I've grown up watching you hating do this. Um, So it's. It's really, and that's just a feedback mechanism as a lesson, the teacher to you to say, it's not what we do, but how we do it. That's most important. So it's just about being literally an open book for your children so that they can learn experience and we're human. We're, we're going to make mistakes. But I think the point is, is that a lot of nobody in society has told us that we should do some type of training or some type of personal development to become parents. And what I mean by that is become parents that are not frantic, running around with their heads cut off, stressed out, feeling like their life is sheer chaos. You know, people have families because they want to enjoy their kids. They want to enjoy their families. They want to have unconditional love. They want to have fun. They want to create memories. I think that's at the foundation of most of the the reason why people have a family, create a family. And instead, we're running around with tons of stress, feeling like we can't get ahead, just everything is frantic. There's so much chaos. And really at the end of the day is that a lot of that is is cascading down because we don't have tools. We don't understand that our kids are a mirror of us. We don't understand that when things feel really chaotic, it's a feedback mechanism to say, hey, you got to choose a different route or there's something that you haven't figured out to create more balance. 
And so you would never you would never try to go get a job without a college degree nowadays. You were like, I have to have some type of training. I have to have some type of um, background to apply for this position. But we don't apply that same concept to parenting. It's, you know, you could be 18 years old. You could be 35 years old having a kid. You could have, you know, you could have a background in human behavior. You could have a background in people skills. You could not. It, it's just there's no prerequisite, essentially. Which is interesting because we have training for every single quote unquote position in life when you think about like going into the workforce and et cetera. But it's like on the private sector, there's no really trainings, which is quite interesting to think about that. But at the end of the day, if you want to get real weird is, you know, is it all on purpose? Is it on purpose because families that feel frantic and chaotic, they feed into a very profitable system. You know, they feed into the healthcare system. They feed into, you know, the mental health um, system, which is, you know, I know falls under the same category, um, you know, and, and it keeps parents working really, really hard. It keeps them very disconnected. And it it really, it removes all of what the original vision was. It yeah. removes the fun. It removes the playfulness. It removes the enjoyment of each other's presence. Um, it removes presence altogether. You know, I can't say that there are that many families that feel present with each other. No phones, no distractions, no thinking about a to-do list, no worrying about who's got to get where. Um, that is a huge void in this day and age. I'd say the amazing aspect is that the answer to all of those, to all the chaos and the bullshit at home or in work or in your families or just in your personal life, it all comes back to the, the mind, to those belief systems. A hundred percent. And the thing is, is some of you listening, if you're in the trenches taking grenades, as I say, <laughs> and you're just like, everything is chaotic and I don't know how this is just life. I don't know how to get out of this. And, you know, oh, you know, what are you going to probably tell me that could actually change this? Like, listen, hey, I get it. <laughs> and I had we had this with the business before we even had family. We just felt the deep pain of that. And we knew that we could not continue doing what we were doing with having a family because we would not have been part of Q's life at all. So we got real uncomfortable and went through a fucking painful year. But that year wasn't about this master to-do list or this master business plan or or anything like that. It was for us to dig deeper and to create the clarity for ourselves and then work really, really hard on creating structure around the life that we wanted. So we were being proactive opposed to reactive. And we sure as hell were reactive in our lives uh, running a business, which is unfortunately a lot of business owners, which is why we created the Limitless Healthpreneur to help healthcare providers to not feel like that. But the same shit applies to everyone. It applies in families is that we think that we have to be reactive. We don't even we, we're like, what do you mean? How could I be proactive? And it's interesting that we ended up waiting to have a family because it wasn't necessarily intentional. But I almost feel like it happened the way it was supposed to because 
the lessons that we learned in running a business, what went real wrong, what went well, the things that we had to master, which essentially was people. We had to master communication. We had to master understanding people. We had to master how to create a cohesive culture. We had to master how to work as a team. And we're like, damn, that really was setting us up to lead our family. We we didn't realize it at the time, but it was a huge aha moment for our patients as well, or for us to help our patients. That's why we've branched into all these different things that we're doing, because the same shit applies. I feel like helping families is a little bit easier because you guys have that love. You have that passion for each other. You know, you're dealing with sometimes, sometimes, but you're, you're dealing with, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people in a company. And these are people from all different programs, all different limiting beliefs, all different walks of life, you know, and and, and it, it's hard to create that cohesiveness when that's their environment for only a short amount of time. So when you're dealing with a household, of course, your kids are going to school and you're going to go to work and, you know, there's different environments. But at the end of the day, your home is like, it's your, um, it's your foundation. It's your safe space. It's your, it's your root. So if you can, if you can create that structure, if you can create that true collaboration, you can figure out how communication works for your family. Like there's going to be a lot of that chaos that dissipates. And you're going to feel like, wow, one, we know what to say yes to and we know what to say no to. And that's a a hard thing for a lot of people. And partly it's because of what you should do based on these injected programs. And then an easy way to figure out going through the process is, you know, it's first of getting clear on what pain, what, what's your pain point? Yep. Not not too many people want to slow down like they'll focus on what's good but they won't really say like okay what's what's really going bad in my life right now mm-hmm. because it hurts and mm-hmm. we've been another just another program is we've been programmed that pain is bad and to stray away from it pain's not bad pleasure's not bad pain's but not good honestly pleasure's there's other people good. being from jersey new york area it's like you're tough if you can endure a lot of pain well that's that's just a program. It's that a program. Yeah. So it's just about using something for what it is. And everything is data. Everything's just a feedback mechanism. So it's about getting crystal clear on what your pain is. And then it's about really, um, this is actually, I mean, this has been said over and over in many different ways, but one of our baby Q's favorite movies, Moana, <laughs> is uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He's like, one of his quotes is, you have to know where you came from in order to know where you are. So you have to know where you came from. What were you doing to create that pain? And then it's going back even farther. What were you thinking to create the doing that created that pain? And once you can get down to that mental layer, because everything travels from a thought process into action first. We can go through and we can do cleanses. We can work out short term. That's all changing our actions, which we know that doesn't last long unless we change our belief systems, our thoughts. So we have to get crystal clear on what was the actual thought process that created all of this. And then once we get that deep, well, then we can rewire that. We can change that process and we can do that through tons of different tools, which we'll get into 
through a different podcast. But w- once you get into changing that, guess what? Everything else changes because you changed the the actual foundational creation of that whole process of who you are. And then that's going to change literally your state of being. And I think at the end of the day, this is this is not that difficult. One, this is all of this is probably very new concepts to most people listening. Number two is that most of us don't ever take a pause. We don't take a pause to think about. I don't have time to pause. Yeah. Well, listen, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We don't take the time to pause to think about what is important to us. And so I'm going to stop. That was you. What, what allowed you to change? I had enough pain to change. And that's, and that's for like, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. I probably will get like teary eyed right now. Um, But that's not the way it should be. You shouldn't have to endure so much pain that that's what's the driver to make a change. It should be about having a higher standard. And again, this is going back to the programs, having a higher standard to say, fuck this. Like life shouldn't feel hard. Life shouldn't feel chaotic. Life shouldn't feel painful. Life shouldn't be about me fucking doing what everybody else wants me to do. Life shouldn't be about pleasing everyone else. Life shouldn't be about sacrificing myself and realizing I haven't done one thing for myself from as little as going to a gym for as big as, I don't know, spending a whole day by myself. Like, that hasn't happened in a year, two years, five years. And I don't know what has happened in society that that is the norm. Women guilt themselves to take care of themselves. They guilt themselves to do to spend a couple dollars on themselves. Like that is such an insane mindset. And especially moms, I'm talking to you right now because you're the leader. I don't care what your family dynamic is. <laughs> Chances are you are the leader of your family. And you think that by sacrificing yourself, you're benefiting your family and you're not. Your kids, your husband, your spouse, your partner, everybody feels that. Everybody feels that sacrifice. Everybody feels that your battery is empty. Everybody feels that. And so we think that as parents or as leaders of our family or even leaders of our companies that it's okay to sacrifice ourselves. It's okay to hustle, work hard, burn the candle at both ends. And that's what keeps you the hamster on the wheel. That's what keeps you stuck. And and it's just it's time to look at things differently. It's time to take the pause. It's time to get clarity on what is important to you. If you're if you are a parent, it's time to get clarity on why did you create a family in the first place and what does your family stand for? What makes your family unique? And stop doing shit that other families are doing from the soccer team, from the school, from the neighborhood. And it's just we all I feel like at some point in time, we all fear fear our individuality. We fear our uniqueness. And that's what we should embrace. And we should embrace it unapologetically. And instead, we want to hide it because we don't want to stand out. And I think that is probably one of the biggest detriments that has happened to society. Yeah, as we wrap this up, it's just 
coming from an aspect of change right now when we're in the chaos and we're serving um, not ourselves but others you can't give something you don't have so if we're giving something then we're using force and force you know you could think about like the star wars let the force be with you and all that stuff but that's just another program it's like when we really look at force um, force is not power and force is limited and force when we use force we're taking energy away from ourselves and giving it to something else so we're depleting ourselves we're in a, a lose win relationship we're losing and something else is perceivably winning short term um, but even the energy we're giving it is pretty uh, shitty energy when we really think about it so the way we can get into a win-win relationship is through becoming powerful and to using power and when we can use power instead of force, like power is limitless and force is limited. So power, as you could think about it, is, is using the energy inside of us. And just like a battery, we have the negative and we have the positive polarity. We have the both ends of the battery. And force is using only the good or only the bad as a driver. You know, it's like where you use the bad, it's like, I'm going to use this painful experience because I don't want to experience and that's going to be my driver. Well, awesome. You can use that short term, but that's force and you're going to be depleted after a while. Or you're going to go through and you're going to chase that pleasure. You're going to say like, this is my goal. I'm infatuated because it's going to give me all this pleasure. It's going to give me all this good. It's going to give me all the freedom. It's going to like, I'm going to be the hero. I'm not going to be the villain. I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be living a one-sided life thinking that there's more benefits than drawbacks and that's still force just on the opposite spectrum so we can become limitless when we can become our unique selves like dr nicole said and we can express ourselves and parent in the way that serves you it's going to be different than us we have a different set of family values. We have a different set of personal values. Our kid has a different set of values of what's most important to him. So you need to be you. And there are fundamental principles and laws that govern us. And when we can use them, we can allow us to shine, to be our best self, and to be able to give out of love, to be able to give power so that we're back into that balance of a win-win relationship and guess what? Life is joyful. And just wrapping this up, the last thing that I want to say is in relation to what you said is like leveraging the bad to push you ahead because I, I did do that in my life um, or, you know, or, or keeping your eye on the prize of the good um, to leverage you to get ahead. Um, you know, something that I realized when we decided to make our, you know, big life change, especially around the time that Q was born, was I didn't know what it meant at the time. All I said was, what got me here is not getting me where I want to go. And part of it was I knew that there was more. I wasn't 100% sure what that vision looked like. So don't beat yourself up if you don't know what that vision looks like. If you just know that you feel uneasy and you feel like there's got to be more to life or there's more that you're trying to find, then keep that in mind is whatever you leverage to get you where you are today. And you know, if on paper that looks like a success to you or not, if you're looking to take your life to that next level, chances are what got you where you are now is not going to get you there. And now you need a new set of tools. And that is one of the reasons we created Limitless Mind. So 
I hope you guys take some time to check it out. Um, and I know there was a lot of different things we talked about in this. We talked about family. We talked about parents. We talked about how the brain develops. We talked about, you know, clarity on what's important to you and your values. So these are things that we've woven together inside of our courses because the this work and these principles apply to you as an individual. They apply if you're a parent. They apply to your children. They apply to your family. They apply if you're a business owner. Because um, at the end of the day, it's it's all about clarity for creation. We thank you so much for being an avid listener of Integrative You Radio, formerly known as Integrative Wellness Radio. We appreciate all of your support. We love your comments. Please visit us on social media as well as our website to see all of the fun things happening behind the scenes and the new amazing content and courses that is being rolled out on a monthly basis. We hope to see you there.